The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Streaming? Are we live streaming? Is that what's happening? We're live streaming. Is that what we're doing? Oh, I didn't know that. That's exciting. Is it? Yeah, I've never done that. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll just stay quiet. Uh, so welcome to the Comedy Store Podcast. How many people listen to the Comedy Store Podcast? All right, yeah. Woo, woo. Sorry, Rick's not here. Uh, he has a hatred for leaving L.A. And uh, I'm kidding, he doesn't. He doesn't care. He just uh, couldn't make it. But he said, try to carry the show so that people can see how much I'm needed. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, because it's going to be pretty shitty without Rick shitting on me or anyone else in the vicinity which he likes to do but we're gonna figure it out this is exciting we have a very special guest i don't know if you guys are familiar but this is the vice president of the comedy store eric anderson guys give him a round of applause let him hear it thank you eleanor that's his first uh this is his first time on stage i believe well, yeah, it's absolutely my first time on a podcast. It's the first time on a podcast on yeah. stage. I'm gonna put. Can you hear him, or does he have yeah. to get? I don't know. I always push people closer. Like, get. I feel like a a, a yeah, guy get your hand off the back of my being head, aggressive. Oh, I'm the only <laughs> one that gets my head pushed down. All right, thanks, guys. The only one in this room. No, Rachel got it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so that is, I, yeah. I don't know why I sit in the mic, eat the mic, yeah, eat the mic. I could you see know? that. Where you I'm, do that. I'm a well-trained. Woman. And or, uh, oh. woman, woman. I'm a woman. Yeah, you are a woman. I'm a great woman. Uh, and I love the comedy store. And yeah. I love that you're a part Why? of the comedy store. <laughs> Eric is now, how long have you been a part of the comedy store now? Uh, almost five years. Almost yeah, five years. Yeah, over a little over four years. Holy shit, that goes fast. Yeah, it's like the blink of an eye. Yeah, because when I first met you, it was at Lucky Strike. Right, I was the general manager of Lucky Strike oh, in Lucky Hollywood. Street, with all these titles. Isn't there that exciting? And there's, right? a, there's a Lucky Strike across the street right now. Is it really? Yeah. We used to do stand-up comedy at uh, a Lucky Strike on Hollywood Boulevard. And, and for people who don't know, Lucky Strike is a bowling alley. Yes. Sort of a high-end bowling alley experience. So we had a room where you would do stand-up comedy while bowling is going on. Yes. Unbelievable. Like you'd be in the middle of a punchline or right about to get to the punchline. And you hear, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't finish the joke, guys. <laughs> and like a baby's birthday party was yeah. going on or a kid. It was ridiculous. Everybody's running around. The noise level was pretty intense. Yeah. I was like, do you, the but they were my favorite shows. Were they? Pretty much. It was, I, I don't recall what night of the week it was, but I was surprised when it was Laura who worked for me as a cocktail waitress came and suggested it in this extra room that we had. Could we do comedy in there, you know, whatever night of the week? And we're like, all right. And uh, I was like, but isn't it too loud? And she was like, no, no, we can make oh, it no, work. No, no, we'll figure no, it comics out. Comics don't care. They don't care if nobody can hear them. Comics like, love pain. Yeah. <laughs> she, Laura <clears throat> was also a waitress at the comedy store. Hello, how are you? Laura was a waitress at the comedy store, and she was one of my, I'm going to say, top five worst waitresses that ever worked for me. She was very funny, beautiful girl. She bought me my favorite pair of slippers back from Brazil, I really? believe. What yeah. was she doing in Brazil? I let her go home over Christmas vacation. Oh, that was very nice of you. <laughs> she was very You new. let her go home because she wasn't a good waitress? Is I, that I, we didn't need her. I, didn't <laughs> need, I couldn't have Mitzi couldn't see that when I wasn't there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I always made the Jews work on Christmas. That's fair, right? I always, I've always done that. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Adam Egan runs the club every Christmas. Who? Yeah. Adam, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? You said his real name. And we call him eBay. So oh, I, on the like, show is it oh, Adam eBay? No, it can that's be. That's much less Jewish, I think, eBay than than Egot. Egot, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're in where Adam came from. Adam, we've been I've been playing the Tempe Improv. Oh right, Adam's yeah. We're here. We are in uh, in Phoenix. Phoenix. Uh, but um, this is stand up live. He did Tempe. I right, think. he did the Tempe Improv. He was a manager there, and then he came to the Comedy Store. What's this manager? Oh, you're saying in quote like Tempe. He was a Tempe manager? No, he's Tempe Improv, right? Is that, is that the Improv? Is that where? This is Phoenix. Oh, yeah, correct. But, uh, yes. He worked at the Tempe, Tempe improv. improv. Yeah, which is like 20 like, f minutes away. There you go. What did you call it? There you go. Five light rail. Light rail stop. That's down. hard to say, guy. Yeah. God, you're. 
fucking tripping me up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's writing in like right now. See, she needs Rick. Um, <laughs> but no, it is a little further from here, but we were doing the podcast, doing shows there and at Stand Up Live, which is awesome. Yeah, no, the this the whole festival is fantastic. I mean, really, really nice. what a treat. Like a lot of things to do. It's yeah. like, I feel like really a part of something. Yeah, <laughs> you are. I, I guess. Uh, all right. So let's go. So we were doing the com- uh, Lucky Strike and now you're at the comedy store. But here's the thing. Like, I don't know if you know this, but the comedy store hit a really low, low, we, we, we like to call it the dead years slash golden years <laughs> because when no one's watching, we could have a lot of fun. Uh-huh. So a lot of times, like a lot of the rooms were so dead and they'd be closed and like, you know, one room would be doing comedy. The other one would just be closing, but no one really locked it up. So we would kind of play in that room. What's play? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to put the disclaimer on, but uh, <laughs> We would play a lot of things like, you know, like, hey, you want to see what the belly room looks like in the dark? That That's game? fun. Yeah. Did you not hear the uh, podcast earlier today was with uh, Nick Yusuf and uh, Ari and uh, oh. Tebow, Jason Tebow. Oh, are they part of that? Anyway. What? Yes. Well, uh, so they were discussing the weirdest or the oddest place that they'd ever had sex. And then it became the weirdest place that they ever had sex in the comedy store. OK, and that'll happen. And all of them immediately disclaimed, oh, that, that was before you worked there, Eric. And uh, I was like, what am I, Yeah, police? it was, because it was <laughs> the dead years. It was the dead years. You weren't there. No. No. Yes, no. It was during Mitzi's time. Mitzi was still around, but she wasn't coming in and hanging out all night. It was very rare that she would come in and stay all night long. Like, she would come in to see a showcase, but she wouldn't, like, stay till 2, 3 in the morning. When I first started there, she would. Right. She would, like, be there when you're cleaning up, and I'm like, Fuck, this lady's always here. Eleanor so, was hired by Mitzi. Yes. In and was a, uh, a close companion of Mitzi's for a while, too, right? Yes, I was her personal assistant. I worked there for 12 years as a waitress, but I also did like a lot of odd jobs because she, um, everybody would quit or she would fire them <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Why would she fire them? <laughs> well, uh, that's a, a lot of cocaine. Of reasons. So you got well, to right. go. Or... Uh, <laughs> Somebody had a hip replacement and they couldn't get up the stairs anymore, but he'd been with the company for 17 <laughs> years. So he had to go and uh, <laughs> he got fired. But there was like things like that. Or we had a talent coordinator who would drink a lot and he didn't come in on Mondays and everybody would say, oh, he called in sick. It was something he ate like he had a stomach virus. So and what, then, but why is it important for the, the talent coordinator to be there on Monday? Oh, because all the comics call in. It's the busiest, busiest day. All the comics call in for spots during the week. Right. So and then Monday they night is to... also potluck and showcasing. At this time, it was only on Sundays. Oh. We only had pot. Mitzi had moved Monday showcase. It originally was Monday night was potluck night. And then she moved it to Sunday when Monday night football started because it used to interrupt. Oh. Which was weird because in California, it kind of ends early like 8 30 yeah right yeah it's not so a... but the potluck did start at seven so she switched it to monday <laughs> okay. and i mean she switched it to sunday but then we were so slow it became sunday and monday <laughs> then for a while it was sunday monday and tuesday and there were times like when i was her assistant like i mean we were like one check away from like if she bounced a check they would lose the club like it was that bad it, and, but like we would always have like like my mom says borrow from peter to pay paul we would have the La, um, La, La Jolla, La Jolla I almost said Long Beach, La Jolla <laughs> comedy store would, you know, was making a lot of money. So they would pay for us. Or we have one great show, uh, Fat Tuesday. Really, we sold so much that night that that kind of kept us going. But it was a really dark, dark time, like nearly closing People were like, Paulie was measuring for strip poles. It was weird. Like, <laughs> shit was happening. He was like, dude, right here, right? You're still you're doing, young you're enough to work Pauly. it, that right? That was good. You sound like the wheeze. <laughs> dude, you're going to do it. I can't wait to see you strip, right? You're still going to work here? <laughs> like, nope, I'm not going to do this, Paulie. But, uh, but when you got there, you guys made such an impact, you and Adam together i'm like i mean it's changed so much now now like as a comic because i've only been doing sound a little over 10 years i'll walk in the original room or the main room see how busy it is and i'm like fuck i can make more money as a waitress tonight (laughs) i get mad i'm like this is bullshit 
because I watch the waitresses and I'm like, they're moving too slow. What the fuck is happening right now? I could get 50 drinks to that table there. No, I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. No, of course. I mean, they, they're. But in my head, I'm like, oh, I can make so much money off these people. Yeah. And and that's weird. I should be like, oh, I, I should think about the jokes I'm going to tell. But I'm like, no, no, I can make money. Yeah. But you're part of that. But you're playing that. to a full room, though, too, that's when what you I'm go saying. on, right? Yeah. And you're part of that transition, a big <coughs> part of that. So um, how do you how did you do that? Let me rephrase. Well, I, I, I was saying to somebody the other day that the big change that uh, that we made was changing the vibe of the club. And when, when I got there, it wasn't it's like you're saying it was very dark. Uh, very dark. N- People were afraid to come. Yeah, exactly. And, and comics were afraid to come. I, uh-huh. I think that was really one of the big things is that comics were afraid to come to the comedy store, which seemed nonsense to me. Yeah. And so we really worked hard to, to change the vibe of the club, that it was more welcoming and open and, you know, and, th- and that's that made the biggest difference, I think. And, and that, you know, and then, uh, you know, honestly, I think uh, Bretton Biddlecombe, who does our social media, made a huge difference Truly. in getting the word out that the club had changed and that the vibe of the club had changed. Yeah. Social media t- really took a big difference. And I think getting rid of the, and it's going to sound harsh, but we shit on them all the time. So we're, you guys are used yeah, to on it. This, on this show. Oh yeah. Not uh, you. Well, and look at we'll that. I'm, gu- I'm guessing on who it might be, <laughs> but, but go ahead. We got rid of the old town coordinator. Um, who, Eric got rid of him. I hired him. How weird is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the beginning and end of Tommy. Yeah. What? The t- Paul uh, Tommy was the talent coordinator. Yeah. Oh, he was buddy with Polly. Yeah, a little bit. Mm. He became that way. But Tommy was so good at talking to people. Like he really did have a calming voice. Like he was. Uh, we needed a body to answer phones, and it was like. I've, Are you I've, justifying hiring Tommy? Is that what's going a, on right now? In a way. In a way. <laughs> I'm speaking up for myself because no one's going to speak up for me. But in a way, it, what happened was. We were so behind. We had nobody working the phones. It was happened to be a weird, busy time. And we were like, we just need a body. And Red Rob, who was the manager, I was like, just hire this guy. And he's like, who is he? I, go, I don't know. He has a guitar. He'll just sit up there. And he did. He sat up there for like 12 hours and just answered the phone and played a stupid guitar. And so he playing his guitar, doing all this stupid shit. And, he, and Mitzi would call and he would talk to her and calm her down. And that's how he got in with her. And then he, Duncan Trussell was our other town coordinator. And Duncan was like, I'm going on vacation. And I was like, you're not coming back, are you? <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And he never did. And, and then Tommy, Mitzi was like, well, let's put Tommy in there. He'll do it. She used to call him her cookie because he was so sweet, a little sweet cookie. It's that was her thing. And then Eric came along and was like, oh, Eleanor hired you? I'm fucking firing no, you. No, I don't think that's how it Wait went exactly. Wait a minute, how did that's, it go? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, but he wh- just didn't fit in with the, our the vision vibe. of the future <laughs> for the comedy store. Which is something he would say to everybody. <laughs> well, you don't really fit in with what we're doing here. That's what he would say to comics to scare them. So can I ask a question? Please ask a random question. Uh, no, no, I don't think it's, it ever it's was. not that close in it's, proximity to the comedy store. And it's a very different sort of club. But I, and I'll, I'll tell you this, the, the Ice House is the oldest comedy yes. club on the West Coast. So and it's a great club. It really is. Yeah. Ah. Well, OK. Remember how you said Tempe like was far from here? It's a little even it's further. Even further than that, yeah. <laughs> so. so it's like it's good separation, kind of. And they, they also, um, like you're saying, it's the oldest club, so they geared it like they would have somewhat older comics um, do, doing, like, I believe Leno used to, was that the place he went? Oh, no, the, I'm thinking of the... Uh, the Comedy and Magic. Comedy and Magic Club. He goes to that one, which is also far away and has been Gabriel there a long time. Gabriel goes there a lot. Yeah. Rogan used to, you know, Rogan, Rogan goes there pretty regularly. And used to there. his podcast out of there. Yeah, out of the I did ice it. House. The, yeah. uh, it was called the Ice House Chronicles. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and not to uh, cut you short, but I want you to stay. Are you going to stay with us to well, play I'll with? Well, I'll stay okay, if, if Brody Stevens uh, coming We're going to have Brody the great Brody Stevens uh, join us if you guys. Oh, I'm sorry. You want me to wait on Brody? <laughs> that was weird. I, I love Brody. What about Adam? Adam what's Adam's role at the comedy store? Adam Ega yeah. is uh, the town coordinator. So he's one of the greatest. Correct. He took over for Tommy. He's one yeah. of the greatest guys in the world. I love him 
And I have to say that because you I don't get time. spots right, if that's I don't. So, so yeah, he's <laughs> terrific. Uh, smart guy. Uh, I'm just kidding. Like, yeah. Good looking. You left off good, so looking. good looking. So good looking. Big penis, which right. is weird. Oh, enormous. Weird to bring up. Yeah, uh, guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking of big penis, we're going to br- have <laughs> <laughs> It's a terrible segue, Brody. Terrible segue. It's not big. It's, it's, it's average. Thank you. It's average. Brody. I would say average. Stephen Brody Stevens, you ladies and gentlemen. You got it. Brody protects little Stephen. Now, Brody's an Arizona guy. Went to college here. Went to college, so he's better. Arizona State, you got it. You got it. Pod, are they lose, Did they lose or are they losing to USC right now? Keep I don't that know. quiet. Okay, we're not talking about it. I get it. I get it. Uh, and uh, so, Brody, you were there. At the at, comedy store. Yeah, comedy store Quite podcast. T- I'm here right now. Yes, you got it. Push. True, and you have done the comedy store podcast before. I believe we got interrupted by uh, Dice. some phone calls. Andrew, yes. Andrew Dice, Dice Clay. Clay. If you're going to get interrupted, have it be Dice. That's one. Andrew Dice That's Clay. I was honored. Never heard of him. I like this guy. All right. Can they pick That's up the guy audience? I can is, date. is the audience mic'd up? <laughs> no. Okay. No, but we'll have him yell it out if we need it. I would right. say yell or don't interact. I mean, but oh, I'm there, you go. Go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know me, Brody. I like. They should have a mic work. for the audience. All right, here we go. Right. Yes. Here we go. I'm you here, got it. and uh, yeah, Arizona, and uh, it's the been comedy great, store. The festival, right? Festival has been uh, really, uh, yeah, organized, good vibe, laid back, professional, good food. Oh yeah. Hotels nice. The uh, restaurant's nice. The little pop-up studio is cool. It's great, and uh, it's good. Like I was, I was, I was mentioning on one of the videos we were doing how uh, so re- it's really it's organized festival. You do a lot of comedy festivals, and they're not organized, or they're making excuses and this and that. This thing, you get the shuttle vans on time. You got everything. Everything's moving. going. Nice little sponsorship. It's a and it's it's a nice vibe. So I'm that's having a, a good time. That's going to be the word of the podcast vibes. Because yeah, that's what we, that's what we were talking about. about. Oh, vibe? vibe? The vibe at the well, comedy store. The yeah, comedy vibe store, matters. that the vibe changed when technically they got rid of Tommy, but also when Eric, Eric. and Adam just took it over, the comedy store. I mean, he Adam was doing the booking and stuff, but Eric was doing the shape of the club, the, the actual business of the club, which is not an easy thing. And then lifting that vibe black cloud if you will <laughs> I, I, I hate to say we lifted the black off the black building but you know what I mean like it just it did become a different place don't you think not a different place but a better vibe a more positive yeah I, I mean me I I've been performing there since uh, like 2000 I got passed so I had a beer I normally don't drink but hey God, is, that's how good this festival is is yeah. that it, it caused it's causing it caused you to drink, drink. Brody's <laughs> drunk, story. guys. This no, I'm a little great. buzzed. Want to do buzzed. some shots? Let's get some no, shots. No, we can do no, that. If no, because I we have an, I have a show later, so I'm a little hey man, I'm a little tipsy. Do you so, know how great the show would be? I could use a water actually. Totally. If there is, I'm being, I'm being for. Are uh, you barking orders at the crowd that's not mic'd? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I I have a dry mouth. We're on the we're on the show. Oh, so that's awesome. The comedy store, um, yes, the vibe changed. I think it was a combination. Yeah, people don't realize that Eric came yes. in there like he's a, a like a fixer. He's like the uh, you know the bar rescue guy. Just came in. Absolutely. No. He came in. No, it was true, like though. just perfect professional, you know, friendly but business, and uh, you know got stuff done. And then you know got guys talk. You could talk to a uh, you know some of the door guys. They know what's going on. I talk to door guys. I talk to waitresses. But I I talk to the door guys and. You know, they know. And Eric's a big part of it. I'm not just saying that. Adam Eget from the Tempe Improv. Yes, who we I, were just talking about. Adam grew up in the Valley with me. I've known Adam since his childhood. Were you guys bar mitzvahed together? Um, well, I wasn't bar mitzvahed, but he uh, grew up with Brazello. You know, Mike Brazello, the yeah. coach of the Cubs. Yeah, like his, absolutely. His family grew up with Brazello's family. Oh, that's awesome. So that's awesome. Adam went to Joe Torre baseball camp out in Encino as a kid. So I've known Adam. I've known the What Egan's. was your part in the Joe Torre baseball club? Yeah. I, I was a, a, a camper, and then later on I graduated to uh, being able to drive the kids home. At, you know, a camp driver. And then I and there's was, been no accusations in that, right? No accusations. Okay, no, Thank I'm God. I'm just safe. Me too. Me I'm too. Clean. <laughs> so, uh, yes, Eric, Adam, I also feel that the, um, 
you know, Rogan coming back But was that's what good. I'm saying, yeah, them getting them to feel safe to come back yeah. to this kind of shitty environment. I mean, for me, I I wrote a, I mean, I guess I was like, when I got there, I was, it was, I was telling somebody, I was like, it was intimidating. It was a, it was a scary place to go. Yeah. And then I would have my late night spots and I was around the, I was, I kind of wrote above the craziness, to be honest. I saw it, but maybe sure. I just got used to it. It's a comedy story. You're used to craziness, craziness, chairs being thrown, <laughs> fighting. Uh, it, somebody throws chairs. Oh what? yeah. Um, <laughs> just, it, it was, it was. It was loose. Like, I would say now, yeah, the uh, the comedians kind of policed the place. But back then, it was more like they ran the place. And I, I don't yeah. feel like – I feel like it's a nice mix now. Like, comedians can do what they want, but there's somebody who's, like, closing up shop. And we know when that room – like, a, a green room area or, like, people respect that. Whereas before, they would push it a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I feel like um, before, of course, the inmates used to run the asylum. And that's because, like, we, we, going back to what you were saying with Mitzi not being around all night or only coming in at a certain maybe two days a week, she wasn't there. No, but there was no fear. Like, before, when I first started, she would show up. We would all be like, uh-oh, Mitzi's here. Background action. Everybody move. Do something. Pick something up. <laughs> right. We'd be terrified. Yeah, move. But you got to look busy. You don't want it. Even right, if it was get the slow. Notebook, yeah. out. You're writing jokes. Tag it. Do something. You know, everybody move because that's how she was. But now it's like they – I feel like it's come back because people are like, oh, shit, Eric's here. You really? know, like Yeah, like in a good way, though. Like, <laughs> know, we got to be working. Like, yeah. or, but it – the problem is, I are mean, you, the are you saying is, from like a uh, comedian point of view or waitress, from because you wait, you were a waitress, waitress. There, so you're saying from that, okay, yeah, from that's the a whole from yeah, the yeah, staff. Yeah, but if you can keep the staff, so that explains it, and no. organ, <laughs> if you can keep the staff organized, you oh, know, then everything you, else kind of falls into. I mean, that's another thing. The uh, the girls and the guys and everybody, it is like a, a finely tuned rock and roll machine back there, and they're and they're having and they're not. It's good energy. They're no, not, and that's the other thing that's going back to the vibe. They're in, they enjoy, hopefully, they enjoy they where they work it. and they're having a great time. And that, to me, is important in any establishment that you run that's, that's a service-oriented establishment, that the staff likes what they're doing and where they're at, and then the, the, your guests will pick up on that vibe. Absolutely. You'll, you'll feel like if you go into a place where you know, that the management is mean to the staff and the staff feels beaten down right. and stuff like that, you pick up on that vibe right away, I think. And I think now when you come into the comedy store, the staff is happy, you know, the place is busy, you know, people are making money. Like, so you do that, the phenomenal late night, you know, uh, show in the main room yeah. and That's you fun. do it in front of an audience. You know, like yeah. where I, I'd say, you know, when I first got there around one o'clock, there wasn't anybody left in that room, That's in any true. of the rooms, really. I mean, yeah. there was like four or five comics left and then whoever was at the end of the lineup got to go on in front of those four or five comics for as long as they wanted to go on. But now you come to the end of our shows, <clears throat> excuse me, and there's an audience to play for. Yeah. And, and maybe it's, you know, maybe one night it's 15 people, but one, some nights it might be 40 people. Yeah, it's, you know? sometimes it's, it's till, been 100. Till closing. It's yeah, been sometimes crazy. it's 100 people. Yeah. So I, I think that's a different vibe where, you know, the staff can, you know, is working in a busy room where they have the potential to make you know, really great money yes. all night long. And, but the, the comics can come in at any, you can have almost any spot on the show and you're going to play to a good audience. And I think that makes a whole big difference. Yeah. I mean, I do that main room on Fridays and Saturdays and I'm going on at, you know, 1245 sometimes. And I've always have fun. Never. And it could be, yeah, it's never like, yeah, sometimes it's less than others, but it's always good. You get the belly room now going on. It's oh, just it's crazy. Uh, I I think I did it um the main room a couple of weeks ago, and there had to be 150 people in there at that late hour, right before yeah, you. Yeah, there. Yeah. It's, uh, I was like, this is great because this is also not only the vibe, but then they're saying to see Brody, like they're Brody fans. They're like, oh shit, we we want. Well, and, and you get you get a following with that show exactly. too. Is you know like everybody knows that you're going to close the show and it becomes your spot, and people are turning up even later for the show just to see your. Portsman too, you yeah. know, he does his oh, thing. Brian, Holtzman, yeah, he'll sure. dim the lights. I bring him up. It's different. <laughs> he, yeah, he I love doing his it. thing. That's true. I love doing it. But you know, you're t I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, you're talking about other clubs, and I was thinking about how why the comedy store is is the way it is because I'm not, I'm not going to name these clubs, but or a club, but um, 
know, I call in for my, I do my avail. It's okay to play other. It's can be, it's the way it is. You yeah, can, you gotta I, make look, money. Yeah, you're you're all professionals and you're all out to perform, right? So we're but not. But you the do only... have some loyalty, you know. Well, no, is, there is fine, human but... element involved. But and... we're only putting most comics on for 15 minutes to 20 minutes. So there's a lot of night left ahead of you. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have way. no expectation that you're only coming to the comedy. Oh, store. okay. I n- I've never had that. I didn't know that. Let me uh, <laughs> you know, change everything. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the other, one of the, some of the other clubs, they're they're corporate, too corporate. Meaning, for right. me personally, what happened was I can think of a specific thing. You put in the veils. You, they, this one particular place, you're putting them in like it's a new system and it's like three weeks of advanced. Oh so yeah, three weeks advanced. Then you get an email confirmation and then you have to email back asap and if you don't you don't get a spot the spot goes away so it's like just negative energy you're reading negative energy yeah i I don't like asap in any email that always makes it it actually just annoys me yeah that's that of course anybody who ever hears this podcast is going to probably send me all emails with asap (laughs) (laughs) that's how the comedy store works yeah i know it it made it, it it made it it made me you know appreciate the comedy store. And then, I mean, beyond that, it went to, like, me having to shift something around, and I got another email, like, well, you can do this, but you can't. And it's like, it makes, then you go, look at the comedy store. You you, you call in, your, te- your veils or text them in, whatever. On Mondays. And then they call you back or text you back, and then you show up. You don't have to, like, let the club know, I'll be there. And, Promise. And if you don't, it, your spot goes. It's like, it, you just, you treat each other. With respect, and then if you have to sh- move things like you're around, saying, everybody's fun. But yeah. it made it. It made it me this club like it was just. I could see why, like why that particular club is not what it is because they're not the comedians. Yeah, you want to be like have the comedians be so. It, yeah, it comes back to the comedians. It comes. Well, back it comes up. back to what he's saying. Like make it in a fun environment. Like I was teasing, saying like the the girls are like, oh no, Eric's here. But what I'm saying, what I mean is is that it's an authoritative presence. It's not a mean presence. It's like, okay, we're a real business. See a little bit of that. And, but we're... <laughs> <laughs> but not much. I mean, you're, okay. you're, you're, I, I mean, I'm mean, but I'm not super mean. <laughs> no, no. It's, you know, you're, no I, like, you I think what Eleanor's saying that. is right. I'll start the by way. hitting you. Yeah, How about well, that right so. now? That's the only <laughs> way I get off. So. But you also, Eric, you don't try to be... Uh, I mean, you have a good sense of humor, but you don't... Uh, you let the comedians... You don't... You let them be them. But you also don't, like, take their energy away. I'm oh, not saying yeah. some people will do that. Some what? people, I'm not naming names anywhere. Anywhere, I'll name but, names. We, well, there's, but, but, but there's sometimes yeah, yeah. employees or even comedians will kind of like you're getting re- you, you kind of like have a feel for comedians. No. Like you understand their yeah. space and when to talk to them, when not to, how to. You know, I pick up on that with you. Well, I, I honestly try to treat everybody at the club the same. Oh, I don't. I, it doesn't oh, really? matter that your level of you know. I mean, I, I, I try to treat everybody to with respect it. and. You know, be professional and, you know, and, yeah. I, you know, some of them I know better than other ones and maybe I joke around with them, but I try to be respectful of all of the comics in the same way so that it doesn't seem like I'm like, oh, it's He's only so-and-so. nice to her. Yeah, he's, he's only, only nice, nice to, to And, and yeah. I think for me that that works. So it's not genuine. That works best. Exactly. That's my. <laughs> Nothing's genuine <clears throat> in Hollywood. But I genuinely like <laughs> the comic. I mean, I, I genuinely like my job and I like all the people that are there. And, and the big the big difference that I saw that we needed to do was to make the club welcoming to comics, which is what yeah. I didn't think we were. I thought it was ex- really. I thought it was exclusive and it and was like mean a boys to club. Some you people picked up stuff. on that, yeah. When I first got there, and I was like, why? Why do certain comics n- never come here? And like, I, I mean, understand, they, like, they didn't. Yeah, it yeah, was not, like, I mean, like no. they come at all. Think of Greg Fitzsimmons. He I remember came Seinfeld. There. This never was came. maybe I'm gonna say eight. I'm gonna say ten years ago. Ten years ago. Okay. And he was at a Fox Sports doing a pilot thing, and I was the warm-up guy. And I mentioned Dice. He says, "Oh, Dice still, Dice still performs." I go, "Yeah." He goes up to the Comedy Store. Go, That's still going on. Like I remember Seinfeld said that, <laughs> but that was ten years ago. I'm thinking like now the Comedy Store is the number one spot, and Dice, of course, everyone knows. And Dice Seinfeld is- came last year and performed. Yeah, he yeah. did, and he complained about how mean Mitzi was to him the whole time. <laughs> Which is awesome. Which is awesome <laughs> yeah. because she was very honest and she did pass him. She made him a paid regular, but then she didn't see where he fit in. It never, his comedy never, Spoke she to never her. got it. Yeah. yeah. And, which is fine. And she always told me, oh, he's just awful. And I was like, <laughs> she actually told me <laughs> some crazy shit, but I can't say all of it. But, she, but that one, I remember like her being like, 
yeah he just didn't work for us and i was like wow it's seinfeld yeah. he had the oh number really one show yeah and well, he's but, a new york guy he had, to fight. he had to earn his L.A. But he, he, but he bought a house down the street from Mitzi after he became successful. Oh, he did? Yeah. Despite yeah. her? I, I don't know whether it was despite but her. He, I'm just telling you that that's where he bought a house. It doesn't so. even bother her because she wouldn't even notice. That's I my want, favorite I wanna, part. Because this is a, uh, this is a uh, you know, comedy store podcast. I want, to, I want people to know like my history. Yes. Oh, you know, oh, I feel... No, <laughs> but I, you know, I grew up in the Valley. Grew up in the San Fernando Valley. 818. 818 till I die. And my mom dated Jack, who lived on Holloway over there on uh, oh, that's Holloway closer and, to me. That's my and, name. Uh, Alta Loma. You okay. Know where that is? Yeah, okay. Right up there. So this is yeah. like in the '80s. So in the '80s, and he had a patio. I could always see the comedy store, the lights of the comedy store. Really? But this is this was in the '80s. Yeah. So I always would see the. I ever knew about it, but. It's like a long distance relationship. Yeah, I just remember long... the flashing lights right. of the. I uh, could see it from there. And when I first did comedy, tried it, was back in 93. I took a workshop at UCLA, and oh. it was Pauly Shore's sister ran it. Sandy, Sandy, Sandy Seashore. Sandy Seashore. Yeah. And I took it specifically. That's middle name. Oh, we didn't make it, it up. No, you're because fine. it was the comedy store. I didn't know that. I felt like I had a connection with the comedy store. And I saw that Mitzi, I mean, Sandy was teaching that course, so I felt like I'm going to learn this comedy store. I felt connected with it. I had a comedy store binder. And oh. so, yeah, and we would take That's our class. So cute. Yeah, yeah. I, I still, um, but I'll tell you real quick. I did the, we do the class over at UCLA on a Tuesday night, do like two minutes. And then after the class, I always drive by the comedy store. This is 1990, yeah, 1993. I was I, there. You were there, okay. Yeah, I drive by the comedy store and I go like one Hitting day. Hitting on Andrew Dice Clay. Nice. Wait a minute, wait yeah, a sorry. minute. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> very focused. Yeah. Very, very focused. That wasn't until 2000. Right. Anyway, go ahead. But I would drive by and I'd go, yeah, one day, maybe. I mean, one day. And then we had our graduating class there and I got to perform right there in the original room in 93. Yeah. That was my first time. And I, I mean, I, so when I, you know, I consider myself a comedy store comedian for in my various what I do. I mean, I'm at the prime time. I mean, I can play. I could do it all. I could play all the different. We spots, know that, of course. But I'm just loyal to it. I don't. I, I'm not a bandwagon comedy store guy. So I take oh, pride absolutely. in that. You know what I mean? I was there. You made your bones and there and before. Yeah. Late night, and you know, Tommy. To be honest, always gave me a couple spots a week, which was nice. And he says, you know, if you're in town, you got a Friday, Saturday. You know, always got went on like after the hump, which was fine. And. I'd like lead into Don Barris, but uh, yeah, Tommy was good with that. But I never had main room spots. Never ever anything in there. And then interesting. You mean with Tommy? I didn't never know that. until I didn't pay until the very end because maybe five six years ago I was gonna go do La Jolla, and he said uh, because you're gonna do a longer set, why don't you go up in the main room at the end and and do like thirty minutes and work on the hour for yeah. The, yeah, well yeah to do La Jolla right. so I did it <clears throat> and then I ended up doing La Jolla and then Tommy kept giving me that late night spot so I said okay I'll keep doing it and doing it and then I fleshed it out to the point where I taped my special which is in. Who knows what's going to happen with that? CISO went away, but, and I'll still continue It'll to do get my out spot. There. Right. But yeah, Tommy, like, he gave me that, that spot for to get ready for La Jolla, and I just kind of kept doing it. Yeah. And you uh, owned it. I, yeah, thank you. I mean, yeah, I, and, and you it, built something out of it. It's, it's true, a great. Because now everybody wants to do it. If you've never been to the it. comedy store late night, Brody does uh, he, Extended he's the last set. Act, yeah, he does a, he's the last act on, and he does an hour, sometimes, I, sometimes. sometimes more. Uh, Wait set a minute. at but the very no. I come and take a temperature of the room, right? Somewhere around the hour mark, and then we go from there, right? So, <laughs> yeah, it's it, but it's a, you know, in. that the late night thing, it's you got to read the audience because you don't want to keep them against their will, exactly. You got to read them and uh, also not give them shtick. They don't want to see shtick when they've seen everything, and no. they don't want to be berated either. Yeah. So you got to be kind of. Well, it's a very interactive show too. I mean, you've built it. You've made it your own. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think a lot of people turn up just for it when they know that you're on the the late night spot. Yeah, I appreciate it. I have fun with that. Yeah, and you you read it. Sometimes they want jokes. Sometimes they want a little. I'll interact with the comedians, and then sometimes. Oh I'll yeah, do that's it my just, uh, <laughs> I'm just lucky I have it. I keep doing it, and you know. But I'm not gonna. I always have fun doing it, and you know. So. 
Yeah. I'm not there this weekend. Who knows? You know, maybe I'll be. Well, if maybe somebody new, me. fantastic, is taking over that. Wait spot. a minute. You never know. Don't <laughs> do that to a comic. Are I you mean, nuts? Like, <laughs> like Lou oh Gehrig and Wally Pipps. So I just want to. He say might leave now to close the main room. But specifically for this podcast, and then you're here, Eric. And I just want to say, like, you know, say that. Yeah, the comedy store is real, like foundation, and it is nice to see, you know, everyone doing their thing. I just hope it continues. And us, yeah. uh, us too. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like when I see Brody, I think him as family. I now think of you as family, but it was he really was. I remember Brody from the graduation class to coming back to getting passed to just yeah. you know really you, doing the grind and. Becoming yeah, Brody, becoming well, Stephen Brody Stevens. Either. You got it. You switched name, whatever you want to do. It's you're good at it. Yeah, those original room spots. You know, those oh, were those it's, were brutal. Those I used to watch. I'd be picking up my drinks. Like, oh, how does he do? They this? were hard. It was a. Do- <laughs> and then I decided <laughs> Jeez, to do comedy. <laughs> no, I'm saying because I would as a waitress, I was watching the comics like the fuck are they doing you know there's six people in here and <laughs> n- most of them are like you know pissed off or drunk or they pissed off their date and their date left so they're like i'll sit and watch this fucking guy you know but and then you be, go on yeah and you get them to come around and Enjoy so that was inspiring it. to me oh thanks like i never wanted to be a comic at that point but i was like wow how the fuck did he do that like and now i get to do it late night yeah. like i'm learning i'm in the grind like you were yeah it was uh I was never like scared doing that room, I, but it was never. Uh, you had to be, you have to be like on your game. But back then, I remember it would be like darker. That room was darker. I'm telling so you, if you, I darker really, light wise just, or just darker vibe wise. No, darker or, light. All of it. Light. Dark, light. It was darker, which made it a little <laughs> more. I mean, you can turn the lights down anyway, but I'm saying overall, it was. I, it was I mean, like, if it's better, maybe I, I would turn. The no, lights I up. Know, <laughs> no, I said. I know how it, it is when Holtzman goes on. Oh, like that. It felt like that oh, all the time. Yeah. Not so, because of Holtzman's comedy. I'm just no. saying like, no, no, the no, lights no, no, are no. dark. Yeah, he likes a, a spot. Like the room's dark and Holtzman's yeah, in the spot. But like in the main room, <laughs> me personally, I mean, it's like those are like that's a lot of people. That's but, like an incubator. You like that's a lot of lights. Yeah. But that original room. It was hard, but then you got like, so, like literally like something you're like reaching out for like a, somebody to help you. So yeah. you'll hear a voice. You're looking for a help. lifeline. Throw me, yeah. throw me something. Whereas now you can kind of see people a little more. Oh, you over there. It's a little more. Plus the mood is a little lighter, but. Now, now it's a lot lighter, but I mean, back yeah. then it was still like a kind of dreary. But even Sunset Strip it went through a lot oh, of like, oh, yeah, yeah. negative a lot of energy and, and then coming, you know, the uh, <clears throat> you know House of Blues, getting that vibe, whatever concert was going on across the street. Do you remember when they built the House of Blues or no? Um, I came here like right about when that was happening. Were you there before when Mitzi yeah. owned the? <laughs> oh no no no! Oh, that, I wasn't I mean, there when she ago. owned the place across the street. Right. But the uh, the little saloon she called it. I think yeah. I have a shirt though. Do you? And she gave me a lot of weird merchandise <laughs> that nobody else has. And uh, anyway, so she um, when they were building the House of Blues, we, in the original room, there's a giant front window that you can see as a glass window you can see out of, and it has some names written I, on it. Know, a, a number of people have asked me what. You know why we don't get rid of that window? Oh yeah, those people. I love quiet. the window. Too bad. Well, that I, so my feeling is, Mitzi Shore put that window in. Yeah. Like, wh- who am I to say get rid of the window? Right. You, she you'd wanted send them uh, to me when they. Yeah, yeah, I will okay, fight them go. all. I'll so, just fight them. We, we, and then I explain. made a conscious effort not to change. Thank you, them. I like the window because it feels like it's, it's like an aquarium. You're looking yeah. up. You're like. That's what she wanted. Like you walk by and you get to see them, even though you can't really see them if you're walking by. <laughs> I keep all... the window pleaser. I like. Oh no, we're not, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, we did that because we do earlier shows. Yeah, but don't ever get rid of that window. It's so amazing, and then also. But when they were building House of Blues, I remember Mitzi was sitting in the uh, in the original room in the bucket seats on the side, not the ones in the back. She was sitting and she was looking out the window, and I was like, "Oh, what is she doing?" <laughs> like in the booth, she was sitting, not bucket seats. And she's looking out the window, and I walked in. I was like, "Is everything okay?" And she's like, "No," and she was smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, "Okay, anything I can do?" Like, cause you're nervous, you know, you're on edge because she fire you for nothing. So you had to be careful. And I was like, um, anything I can do for you? And she was like, yeah, tell him to stop building this fucking building. <laughs> and I was like, I can't, I don't, I can't tell them. You want me to go across the street? And there's all this construction happening. She goes, they're going to fuck up my view. And I was like, why would you want people looking out? <laughs> <laughs> what was there before? 
It was nothing. Oh, was really? You could that, see the whole. You, you, I love how you could see the. But you've oh, noticed, it's beautiful now. But you've right noticed the view, view now, right? Because yeah. they knocked down the House of Blues, and so at that moment, I was so young, and I was just like, "Oh, okay," you know. And I just walked out. I'm like, "Hey, she wants them to stop fucking working across the street," and they were like, "Don't listen to her." I'm like, "Okay," and then the House of Blues went up, and I didn't pay attention until they knocked it down. Yeah. This year? Yeah. Yeah, it was this the year. The view is spectacular. You can I see feel awful. I'm like, Mitzi, you should come back. Like, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> come back cool. and just sit here because it's so beautiful. But that's going to be something. They're building a hotel yeah, yeah, there, Yeah, it's right? going to be a, a, a very large building, probably as tall as the uh, Mondrian. You know, what's that? Oh, God. Well, that's going to change. Do you, are you nervous that that may change the vibe or no? No, I, I think I, it would help. Hotels help us. Well, yeah, I think hotels help. I think the added traffic, the foot traffic on the street will help. And I think right now other businesses being on Sunset would help. We're, we're really the only club yeah. in our little area, our section of the strip. We're, we're it for entertainment. Yeah. Then you have to go like two miles down the road to get to maybe one mile down the road, but to get to the whiskey and right. the rainbow and all of that. Yeah. There's just aren't that many clubs left on Sunset Boulevard. So... I agree. I, I, and then the I think it's ranch. great when Sunset's a destination, and I think we all benefit on Sunset from, from it being a destination. Sure. So the more things that are there, so you're coming and you're going to something else, and you're like, oh, I forgot about the comedy store. And then people remember, and then they, the next time they plan a trip to us or they look us up online. But, I mean, are you, I mean, it, what, I mean, what could be across the street? Maybe it's a crazy noise, maybe how they make the valet or. That's Are what you they fearful say of us. that? Are yeah. you? <laughs> it's true. Really well, well, I used to have to go to the meetings in West Hollywood when they right. started with the taxing on it, right. like really high taxing. And her, the comedy store tax was enormously higher than a lot of the others. Right. And we were like, what the, f why? We don't have, like, Saddle Ranch has fights. Saddle, you need security for Saddle Ranch. House of Blues has fight things like that. We don't even have fights. We're just a frigging comedy club. And they were like, yeah, we, you, you we, um, they just didn't, they said we made the most noise. They said that the, the, the crowd on the front, like hanging out on the patio bar was always loud. Leaving there, they were loud. They park in the hills, they're loud. I don't know if that was the staff or the actual, yeah, was, <laughs> but oh, really? you never know. Cause I the think it was staff, probably the residents complaining well, more the staff, so than- we parked behind the right, thing, yeah, well, so they we, still we would all walk up park. as a group and be loud. And so we were like, what the fuck, we're loud? But that's what they said yeah. in West Hollywood. Now, we're, now we're the West loudest Hollywood's one. happy that we're still there. Yeah. Because there's just nothing else. I mean, there's no other clubs near us. It's they true. love the comedy store, though. Circle. Yeah, no, yeah. they're great to us. The, the city of West Hollywood's great to us. And they've always been. It was just that we didn't understand how why the tax was so high. They're very nice. They're, they were always been oh, yeah. really cool with so. us. And the, but they were adding security because there were so many stupid fights and stuff. So the taxes went up. And then we went to find out why. And you never lived until you seen the mayor of West Hollywood. He's joy. And, uh, <laughs> oh, my God, he was so funny. He was so flamboyant. I think he was wearing short shorts. I was like, okay, this can't be real. Are we in Reno 911? Like, it was that elaborate. And we were. Sh he just came in for a meeting. I was like, he don't even have a suit on. Like, it's amazing. He's just wearing a tank top. So it's like a real deal to West Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It's not like a it's joke. The, no, it's no. a real deal. They, they, they the mayor's weapons. not that way anymore. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, they might have got rid mayor. of her, yeah, him, yeah, that's... whatever it is now. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it was funny when we met with him. We were like, what is happening? But he, they were honest. I mean, they said we were the loudest, so that's why. Yeah. But now it's come full circle, and everybody is excited. Yeah. That we're, the, we're putting the foot traffic there. But when that, when, that, when that new hotel across the street comes up, maybe that's going to affect the sound. It's going to bounce back. Ooh. That right now be. it's kind of... It like goes out. It's it going like goes down out. the LA. Oh, out into the. It sends a positive energy across the city. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Positive and you're energy. Get down and you're you get got more. it. I, I think the only thing that I don't then like. it would have our positive energy bouncing back to us. There you go. The so, only thing I don't I like about Sunset. on the positive side. That's I like made. this. Yeah, this whole vibe thing. I mean, I'm going to get you a shirt. Vibe matters. The only thing I don't like about Sunset Strip. Oh, I thought the, you were going to say the comedy store. You know what I don't like about the comedy store? That's what I really need to know, actually. So. I could tell oh, we'll you if you I had thought about it. Really? No, I don't need to think about it. I don't have. I don't have. Just so like, you know, several people a week do really? tell me what they don't like about the comedy store. Are you store. kidding? No, Obviously, the, yeah. the, they, they really? complain about yeah, some the people window. Complain. You, if I had to think about it, I'd probably maybe have one or two. Would you really? Are you fucking kidding me? Really? No, I'm kidding. That's no, I didn't think about it. The oh. window. People are complaining like the about. I the only like thing I would say, Sunset Strip, I don't like the. Uh, sometimes these cars are speeding a little much these days, just well, in yeah. general, anyway. But there's a lot of 
A lot of uh, Armenian Persian racing. Wait a minute. You know, it's like Beverly Hills versus Glendale. You're gonna get racing on the racing. <laughs> well, that's, that's what they're doing. Brody. It's they're racing. How do you they're know racing. they're Armenian? Like I know, I see or their Persian, cars. Rather. I see where they're coming from. Beverly Hills are the Persian guys. <laughs> Glendale. And if they make it to the Laugh Factory, it's like extended play, like when you're playing pole position. Oh if you pass my god. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what it is. I mean, it's, obviously, you you have a. You've given this some thought. Yeah, I'm there every night. I watch <laughs> these guys speed by. That's my only complaint. Is okay. So that has, or the speedy. I don't like so speeding. Just so you know, that has nothing to do with the comedy store, though. That's the actual Sunset Strip, and nobody can control that. Like, I can't send Eric out there in like a neon top and slow that traffic down. <laughs> I mean, <Slow>. they could. <laughs> Maybe they could. him and Holtzman, that would work. They could. Holtzman that, could do did, it. Did, so didn't they used to chase Robert Aprovaya out into traffic? I guess that oh. was to slow it down, right? On there Mondays. you go. That really upset me when they did that. But it, yeah, like uh, there was a comic. If you don't know, this guy has been at the, some people talk about him on the podcast. A lot of people have asked me to have him on the podcast. Oh, you should. I would love to have Robert William Epperby on the podcast, but um, we're going to have to do it in an open arena because that scent is not. Oh, he's got body So for, no, uh, you know, for people that. who don't know, so Robert Epperby is a stand-up comic. He's been at the comedy store for a very long time. He, 20 years. Tw- more than that. 25 years. Yeah. He is. He established himself as the closing act of Actually, Potluck on Mondays. Oh, just it, like me. It might be 35 years, I'm going to be honest. Be. Because, like, uh, Robin Williams, when he came in, right, he, he, he had a like, flashback. He, he was, was like, like, oh, my God, Robin. <laughs> fuck, that guy's still here? He freaked out. And then, um, but he wears the same green suit. He wears all a the green time. suit. He got a new one, he, though. Didn't they update it? Right. Yeah. But he, he wears tinfoil underneath it. It's not tinfoil, it's uh, <laughs> those plastic because bags. Because the like, radio waves sometimes affect his body. Yes. Yeah, it does make so. total sense to him. He's a paranoid schizophrenic. But he also Stand used to be comic. a lawyer, and then he snapped, and then Mitzi felt bad for him because she loved his jokes prior to that. Which he, he still does. Regular, same jokes? Same joke-ish. Same-ish yeah, same jokes. jokes. Carson. It was all positive right. Carson, Carson jokes. And then she, when he snapped, she used to give him bus money so he can get to and from the comedy store to close out the... What caused him to snap? And what, I'm what, not sure. What did he... I, Don Barris. <laughs> <In my life. laughs> See, neither of you thought, no, that's not true, Eric. Neither of us were negating that in any way, shape, or form. However, I think it did happen a little bit before. I believe so, too. Don, and then Don just, um, how do you say, uh, went with it? Right. <laughs> well, when I, when I got to the store, there was a whole act where he would go on, and everybody, there would be a group of comics in the room that would make noises while he was performing, and then... He would run away. They would chase him, and then he would run away. And he would go and into then traffic. He would with run the into microphone. Sunset Boulevard with the microphone. Traffic, with the microphone, he'd take the microphone and he'd run out and he'd be in sun, on Sunset Boulevard. And maybe Boulevard. still doing his act. I don't know. Oh, in the middle of sunset. Okay, a little bit funny. he was. <laughs> yeah. Funny, but then funny, a Persian but, comes whipping but, by. Right, dangerous. Right, dangerous. dangerous. Or an Armenian. And yeah. Right, it's crazy. So, so that happened. They chased him out there, and that doesn't go on as much anymore. No, not well, as I, much. Yeah, no. as, well, no. I got mad. There's when no he, chasing him out into the street. Anymore. I got mad when he went into traffic. I was like, guys, it's one thing if you want to fuck with. Him. Okay, fine. You're he's got an act that you. And at first you think you know they're fucking with this guy, and this is disgusting yeah, and wrong. But, to, to go but he shows up every week, so he's he he's must in like on, it. Yeah, he's in on the he's act. He's in on it for you, sure. He is in on it. Ish. He is. He enjoys Ish. the attention. Right. He enjoys the light that that like coming to the store. Hey, Robert. Everybody's like, he's Hi, afraid Robert. of me. And I, I didn't. What like did you do? I don't know what I did. Nothing. You don't remember did you at touch all. Touch him. He thinks He calls way. me a Nazi sympathizer. Okay. Well, he calls. <laughs> he calls everybody that. That's. <laughs> Is that what he still says that about? You're Nazi. Uh, well, yeah, because you're the but he, Nazi he heard about you conspiracy. That's why the. But Don Barris <laughs> is very German looking, and um, even Mitzi used to call him the the Aryan. Don, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Robert picked up on that, and he's like, "This Nazi," because Don would pick on him. He called him a Nazi, and anybody in Don's gang is part of the Nazi. We don't. Voodoo we don't conspiracy. call them a gang. I'm sorry. Okay, you're right. Group. It's group. <laughs> Group of gentlemen <laughs> and one lady. Right. That, <laughs> yes, gentlemen. Yeah. And that they, um, you know, do this thing. They play and 
every time Robert goes on stage, it's a whole thing. They throw it, whatever. But if you ever shined a light near him or talked to Oh, that to was Don when Barris, I got there, too. Everybody would had Oh, you can't shine a light on him? No. I would do laser pointers. Yeah. And, of course, he felt that that was burning through his head. And so he would s scream and... This is an interesting thing that happened. You know this all Me Too stuff coming out. Right? Hashtag Me Too. Hashtag Me Too. Hashtag I met you in you, 2000. You molested. Hashtag everybody. Met <laughs> That's been a Me Too. And never so, gets a laugh. Never does. So Me Too <laughs> <laughs> comes out, and everybody's like writing all these things, and people are nervous. Like everybody's on edge. It's a whole thing. And I, I'm, I'm at the comedy store. I'm about, waiting to go on on a Monday night. It's kind of late. And Robert William Aprovaya comes up in his green suit, but he's missing the jacket and the shirt now because it's very hot in L.A. So he's got shirtless, but he's got the green slacks on. And he's like, uh, Eleanor, and he's holding his suit in his hand because he might have to put it back on. Uh, Eleanor, I have to apologize for you, to you. I, uh, I may have grabbed you inappropriately in uh 1998 i'm like what the fuck happened i'm like dude did you just go back to 98 and he goes and you yelled at me and you said don't touch me and i was like okay because i was probably waiting tables and i'm surprised i didn't hit you with a tray and so he was like and you told me you know don't touch me and and i just wanted to apologize and say i was inappropriate but i want to say they were hitting me with laser tags and that or laser light yeah laser. and that broke through and that's what me is messing with my brain and that's why i did it i go did you just me to me with a fucking excuse did you just come at me <laughs> you assaulted him i assaulted him well he assaulted you because he well, was assaulted. you immediately took the man's side wow he touched me. I don't even remember it, which I probably should remember. You should remember. So you're, 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 so you you're don't complacent. remember because it happened so many times you're at the compliant? comedy store that you're now immune it's, to it. It's or, probably that. Or it's, you feel like you, you kind of shame yourself. You feel it. like you brought it on. You should have said something. Because I should have. I was wearing tight clothing. <laughs> You should have so said something. So I for sure was asking Is it the it. same outfit you have on right now? Is it's, that, this yeah, isn't yeah. a touchable outfit. Oh, Everybody can it. see that. <laughs> it's not too late to, like, get them. Well, Brody. What? what? <laughs> I mean, this is an issue now. You I, have he to didn't. Go what I'm saying is whatever he did, he didn't do inappropriately. See, this is, this is the I attitude towards Robert that gets everyone him. in trouble, right? <laughs> we can go get him. Like, <laughs> well, you know, it's inappropriate. That's how it is. Eddie it's Griffin. 2017. So now, now he needs to Eddie be Griffin grabbed me inappropriately once. Whoa, and that's making I, news. Eddie this Griffin, podcast is making the news. news now. And then I grabbed him by his throat and pinned him against the wall. Breaking news. An uh, Eleanor attacking assaulted. Eddie Griffin. Now he's <laughs> assaulted. But that one I remember. And that was the end of his career? So it's a wash. Saying? And it's not because he was black. I just remember it. That's all. Like it that's was Robert. I, I don't remember. I don't. He's always nice. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But yeah, I just, Eddie was really oddly inappropriate and never had been that way. And then, but that was the only time. You were violent. I am very violent. Dave Tyree smacked me in the ass. It's a long story. It's so a, you just, you've naming names. This is our. This is breaking news. Yeah, that's it doesn't right. Matter. He's one You're of my outing favorite everyone. people. That's I, I'm unfortunate. Uh, some people said that about Eleanor. I'm going to be with you for these moments. Oh, is this a sympathetic uh, male feminist? <laughs> are you trying to get laid? I mean, I'm just asking a question. Yeah, I'm. Uh, whatever you need. Are I'm you here for? Are you hitting on Eleanor? <laughs> Is I'm that here. What's going on here, Eleanor? I, I have your back. I'll go with you to small claims court. I'll go. Okay. I'll give you my legal okay. Zoom uh, promo code. <laughs> Anything to help you bring charges up against Aprovia or whoever or Eddie. I mean, it is crazy. Adam Sandler today is getting in trouble for like touching a girl's Are knee. Are you kidding? On I'm not kidding. Whoa. He's not kidding. That's Sandler? oh, that's weird. even Sandler. It's like it's if you watch it, he just like touches the girl's leg, but with his tongue. Twitter freaked out. With his dick? <laughs> like, how? I, that's the only time you go. Joke. There you right. go. That was good. <laughs> well, here, this is a thing that happened for some reason at the comedy store. Somebody must have came in and we had a meeting during the dark ages. And they were saying, we need to have a sexual harassment conversation with the staff. Yeah. Right. Now, God... I don't know how this happened, but they got us all in the kitchen. And at the time, like your door guys were like Bobby Lee, you know, I mean, it was a mess. Like the Bob Oshack, Freddie. So like we were all in the kitchen and somebody's giving a speech. One of the managers was reading the pamphlet of like what you can and can't do. And we're all looking at each other like, oh, fuck. 
like we already did all this so what yeah, do we do too late yeah like um he gave her herpes so what <laughs> what is that is this on the list like we were just fucking around of course and so the guy the poor manager who just had to do it because that's what they make you do he you know we're all sitting there and there's about 20 of us in the kitchen area and i'm leaning on this like um where we keep our computers and stuff and i'm just leaning on this desk like hurry the fuck up i gotta get ready to start working and i'm as i'm like leaning over this comic came in dave tyree who i absolutely adore and he smacked me so hard in the ass because i was sticking my ass out and it echoed through the whole meeting (laughs) (laughs) and i just stood up i go i'm gonna say this meeting's over like that was it like what are you gonna this is where we work guys get on board or don't I know Brody is right now looking at me like small claims court. We're going to the big We can leagues. make some money off this. This uh, Let's take that right, guy You are down. still naming names. You're going right down the I list. I don't care. He's great. But uh, that, that, he's but, one uh, of my that, favorite that, people but in that's the world. how guys are. That's how the comedy store is. You're no, like, I mean, we still do that. The comedy store is not that <laughs> way at all. No, no. It's <laughs> all right. the vice president. You know, I got into trouble. <laughs> None of that happens at the comedy store. Yeah. We need to put our disclaimer uh, on, please. Okay, edit, okay, edit this out. Said he's got There's a lot of beeping. There's a lot of beeping a safe at place. this point. <laughs> Where's Ari Manis? Yeah, he would mess this up for sure. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, the comedy story has been an amazing roller coaster, and it's fun. I mean, it's not funny. There actually is real sexual harassment and suits and things, people inappropriate. But we work in an appropriate, in an, an, in, inappropriate. an inappropriate building. So well, it's an inappropriate business. I mean, you're stand-up comics, I right? You're you always can't. trying to take, you know, everything yeah. to the next and level. Mo- or Most of it is goofing. Yeah. And none of it. But if it was ever serious, like I said, that one time when it was serious with Eddie, I got physical. And then he got, and then he ex- it com- immediately apologized. Like, he was like, I don't even know what the fuck I was thinking. Yeah. Like, it, immediately. Like, and we've been friends ever since. I would never be like, oh, he, if somebody crossed the line, really crossed the line, I'd you call them out. No, we, we're pretty clear with the with yeah. the staff of you know what we think. You know, if the anybody's crossing the line, we you, all if have you feel orgies, super uncomfortable so you know. to come to a, what? The minute you leave, we all have orgies. Well, there's a dra- there's a dress code, <laughs> and the girls can't have tattoos, right? They have to have their what? hair up. <laughs> they can't exactly. wear heels. No, what of are course they Jewish? <laughs> what do you mean you can't have tattoos? Why? Well, Half that, of the staff is covered in tattoos. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. It's true. You can get That's tattoos true. in the back. Those gr- of the, the girls that you see with now. the tattoos, they don't actually <laughs> it's work like there. Like prison. That's <laughs> what? The girls with the tattoos, they don't actually work there. That's the. No. Uh, yeah, they just we let them. Right, carry trays of drinks. Or... What's in the computer system that you guys use for the? Uh, is it Squirrel? No. no. <laughs> squirrel. Guess again. Uh, Micros. No. That's all I know. Oh, there's only one more. It's Aloha. Aloha. Yes. Oh, that's from Hawaii. Very good. That's where their corporate offices are. Obama donated them. Yeah. Oh, no. Does, it, then it, does right. it work? Too long? No. <laughs> too soon? Too soon, too long. Only half the time? All right. Why do you feel like it doesn't work? Is, is, are you, did you experience some type of problem with that? Never. Oh, okay. No, I don't. Right. I stay away from it. No, yeah. I was a waiter. You know, I used to work at Red Robin. It was ah. pretty good. Were you really? I heard that. Yeah, I waited Both. tables also. That's great. I was, I, How I, long I, ago? This was back in. Uh, two, yeah, two weeks ago. Thanks, Eric. Um, but things are working out now. Vice no, president, I, <laughs> vice president of the yeah. comedy. No, I do a joke. I, go, I have two Pence. other. I have two other jobs. I work at Dave and Buster's. Uh-huh. That's one of my. That's one. Guys, of my, we're doing bits now. That's right. But that's yeah. one of my jokes. Yeah. That's one Who's of my. Who's getting ready for the eleven forty-five show? What? Hey. Um, that's a great joke. I waited tables at Red Robin. Is that the endless uh, fries? You got thing? it. Fry oh, refill. I, I still, yeah. uh, I love fry refills. I throw a coaster down. That's my table. You know, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know if you girls fight over tables. But Eleanor did. Eleanor's still fighting them for I tables. I throw a coaster over down. Tables. That's my table. Had, because when you worked there, there was only four tables for per hey, room. And right? we had, yeah, listen, let me tell you what we had that, you, that you'll oh. never have, oh, yeah. by the way. Because he's gone. Anyway, uh, we had Richard Pryor for one year every Wednesday night. Really? Jam-packed in the original room. Do you remember that? I don't think I was around. Richard Pryor came back. He started doing Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That was the busiest I'd ever seen until now, newish. But this was even crazy busier because it would be like Whoopi Goldberg, Chevy Chase. People were sitting in the aisles, like where the walkways. So we would have to step over people to serve drinks. Richard called me a bitch from stage. Oh, not, oh. Well, he must must well, have known you. More salt. <laughs> but his wife wouldn't let me give him alcohol, so I it was water 
uh, like he t he asked for a toonie, which is a martini, and I gave it to him, but it was water, and he drank it, and he was like, "Bitch!" <laughs> and he threw the drink, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, Richard Pryor <laughs> just called, called me a bitch. bitch!" So they would all come to see Richard Pryor, yeah. and uh, would, was he uh, doing his new bits, old bits? Did, was it him? Was no, it sad? Was it funny? Was it was it a little bit of both. It was a little mix of both because sometimes Chewie had to carry him on stage, so he was in the wheelchair um, at that point, and Jen would take him and his wife. I think she was number four and number eight. Anyway, he has a lot of wives. And uh, she would bring him in. We truly would carry him on stage, sit him on a stool. And he really would just somewhat riff. I mean, it was insane. Like, and tell he you, could speak was it funny? Okay? Oh, my God. It was amazing. Okay. Yeah, tell you what his life was like. Like, uh, whatever like he was at therapy. Right? No, no, no. Whatever this day was <laughs> oh, like. Oh, this day was Almost like. like clearing, like telling you, like, um, you know, what his therapy was like that day. The nurse, this whore, that bitch. You know, it was just... <laughs> Everybody was, <laughs> it was very funny, you know? And then and he would shit on Jen because she used to hit him a lot. <laughs> I'm kidding. How <laughs> long would he do? Like an he hour? He would do like an hour, yeah. In the original room on a Monday, mm -hmm. so he'd bump on the whole Wednesday. show? No, no, but you're he saying did. it was his show. You knew it he was, was coming and he show. did. Yeah, it was Richard's show. It was Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Three nights? And then he only came down to Wednesdays because it was so hard to come. Monday, Wednesday, George Friday. Carlin used to do the main room all the time. We had he'd George, go on these runs. Like, we had correct. George for... Um, Eight nights, I think. We had Jackie Mason oh, for 12 nights. That. that was incredible. I remember that. It was incredible in that it was so packed. And this was Mitzi trying to salvage, you know, calling in old favor. Right. Tony having people come down. Yeah, Tony Cl uh, Yeah. That Andy uh, Kaufman, Tony Clifton. Mm -hmm. We had that. Did you have the uh, Andy Kaufman, Tony Clifton, or did you have... Um, yes. Bob Zamuda? Bob Zamuda, right? <laughs> yeah. They had a yeah, wrestling match in the main room. They put a wrestling yeah. oh, ring I, in there. Oh, I heard about that. <laughs> but Jackie Mason, we would get like four, between 405 and 4, 410 people in that main room. And that's not what it seats. I'm not saying what it's. Okay. But we would have the <laughs> fire marshal show up and I'd be like, hi. And I'd like take them in the back. <laughs> you guys should come back here. Because it was so hard to get through the main room. Yeah. Serving, serving teas to old Jews from Beverly Hills. Amazing. <laughs> the way. So Jackie Mason, he would pack it in there. Packed. He did 12 nights straight and he was amazing. He was brilliant. So nice I mean, guy. I mean, so something. nice, so I mean, nice, genius. so funny. Yeah, Robin so Williams funny, was Robin Williams. Robin Williams did some shows. Martin Lawrence did his community service there. <laughs> the <laughs> community dare. service for losing his mind in the middle of the street on Ventura Boulevard. Absolutely wow. right. Absolutely right. He was waving a gun, <laughs> and his community service was to give back. So he did a show for them, and he did it at the comedy store. It so was he, packed. Well, I bet it was. <laughs> So there were some like cool moments back then. The we comedy store is always like yeah, because it had such a history. It was just going through a lull itself because those comics that came up were on the road or became superstars or you know what. Yeah. For a while, Mitch used to try to get us like when we sign when she put a new paid regular to sign something to say they would perform at the store two times a year if they were giant celebrities. But I also want to say not only that the management, the comedians, but the social media is Yeah, like we, the always, top. we already gave Brent and Biddlecombe oh, a you big did? shout out. Yeah, but we, yes, we didn't we want did. to do it in front of him. Because oh. okay, you, see, you see the other clubs do it, and it's not organic. It's forced. It's I feel not like the comedy store forced. social media seems to be fairly like nice and honest. So I, when it, I got to the club and Brenton took over the social media, uh, a comic had come to me and he said, look... You know, I don't know what you guys are doing for social media. He goes, but I'll tell you, before you got here, y there was no social media. Like, I right. never saw the comedy store ever on social media. Like, I didn't see anything about them. He said, now I get up in the morning, I check my, all my different social media. He said, and I feel like I missed out on a party. Yeah. Like, I felt like there's something going on, and yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't there. What was I thinking? Yeah, you made a mistake. And, yeah, and now I think that's a daily thing, and I think that's obviously because of Britain. Brenton, I agree. Right there. This I guy agree. is uh, putting out positive it, energy. And I'll tell you what the other clubs I've noticed are doing. Uh, they're just mirroring one another. Like the, sometimes I'll see. I could uh, see, yeah. It, I'll see an ad and I'll be like, For those of oh, you sitting I'm, here, uh, Brenton is wearing the teal T-shirt over yeah, there. Yeah, if you can't see him. singing yeah. his praises. <laughs> is, the, is the gorilla coming in? Is the yes. gorilla coming in? Oh. The Phoenix a, there, we're, we're, the in Phoenix a, uh, we're in a storefront, and there or is lose? a uh, big uh, gorilla in the window. Uh, it's you obviously gotta, Halloween, uh, You can't too. ignore the gorilla in the room. <laughs> Isn't that the same? He's gone? He's gone. All right, we lost <laughs> him. Um, do we have to wrap it up? We have the... Okay, we can wrap right. it up because we got to get ready to do... I'm tired uh, of talking to you anyway. So. i got to go across the street and do the show. 
We're gonna go do some. Are you gonna do the Brody show? Stand up comedy. We're gonna an hour and a half. Brody's gonna close it out. He's gonna do like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. <laughs> you got it. Crowd work. <laughs> Look at this, Brody. No, I'm doing Everybody. a short set tonight. I'm doing a short set. You don't want to do a long one. We can bring the lights down here. I'm on vacation. <laughs> I, I'm in a six minute, you know, kind of thing. Six minute six kind minute. of move. You're compressing your entire act into six minutes. You're, you're only like, doing six minutes of your act. Six minutes. Six minutes, Dougie Fresh. Compression. You're on. Uh, it's been a great pod, uh, great <laughs> podcast cool. festival. Yes, this well, has yeah. been amazing. We Are we the last tomorrow. podcast? Are we the last of the yeah. festival? Oh, you closed it with the Comedy Store podcast? Here. All right. Calm down. <laughs> Closing words. The ki- yeah, we are the, in the, the Kinnison wow. spot. Is that, that's interesting. In that, that we're all going to do coke after this to yes, get through the next do. show. And I did the first what? one today, too. I've done 3,000 audience warm-ups. And then I did the first podcast today here. And I did the last one. It's like a lot of connections. So many connections, Brody. <laughs> and they're all positive connections. Yes. Which is amazing. You got huh? it. What'd you say? A lot energy of energy. Matters. Energy matters. Um, all right, Eric Anderson, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. Thank Brody you. Brody Steven, thank you for jumping in as you my sidekick. I appreciate it. Thanks. All Things Comedy. Yes. Comedy Store. Love you.